What do you remember most about being a kid? A big question, I know. Your own unlimited potential. The freedom to act like a maniac without anyone asking you what you're on. Those looming expectations. Behave well, look right, make smart choices that you can see coming your way as fast as a roadblock. In the moment when you run right into that barricade, tits first. I remember my dad's voice. That specific timbre I'd recognize anywhere through time and distance and feeling free to do what I wanted. And also being scared right down to the bottom of me because the world was so big and I wasn't. Do you? Do you remember watching a movie that was way too scary for you at that age and how that fear stuck around a long time? We grow up. We get rational. We justify that it wasn't real. It's silly. But the fear stays embedded in there. Fear of little dolls named Chucky and clowns and the dark. Fears like that can hurt even when we know they're not real. And sometimes those deep, dark fears are a bit more literal. My name is Jack St. James. I'm a private eye in a town called Superstition, Arizona. And I found out the hard way how the things we remember about being young and afraid can suddenly become tangible in a place like this. It started when a young man named Zachariah sprinted into my office. Does your door lock? Uh, yeah. I had to have it fixed after a witch broke in here. Then lock it. You know, most people knock before they barge unceremoniously into someone's office at 8 in the morning. You're lucky I was here. Close the blinds, too. Well, I suppose I might not knock before I barged into someone's office. But that depends on what I wanted from them. You want something, right? I want you to. Fine. I'll do it myself. Okay. Ooh. All right. Who are you? Sit down. You're making me nervous. The kid who'd stormed into my office and started slamming windows closed was tall and skinny and seemed to be made entirely of wiry hair and nervous energy. Wearing a windbreaker and some surprisingly short khaki shorts, he looked like a stork looking around in a panic for an alligator. He tossed himself into a chair. I'd acquired a chair since the first case. And then just as quickly leaped out of it and began to pace. It was like watching a ping pong match where the only athlete was playing against himself while on speed with a main line full of Red Bull. Eight in the morning and I already had a headache. I'm Zachariah Zeminski. I know who you are. You're Jack. You like pancakes and weird problems and your parents are missing. Mr. Bryant and Mr. Bryant told me all about you. Ugh, those two. How are the Misters Bryant, then? Making my life miserable. <laughs> you too, huh? They keep trying to set me up with someone I might potentially already be dating, and well, that's an awkward thing to bring up. My bosses are trying to set you up on a date. They don't do that to you? I, I don't have time for this. Are you Jack with the problems and missing parents or not? 
Why does everyone always ask that? Wait, you've got to be the guy who drives the car and delivers papers, right? Didn't you crash it into a tree? That wasn't my fault. You said your name is Zachariah? Look, I'm aware of how I come across. I've got a stupid name and a ridiculous job and nobody takes me seriously. I'm a paper boy. I have to wear these shorts. And I'm saying that all of that is going to come to an end unless you help me. My stupid and ridiculous life will be as short as these shorts because something, yeah, something, is following me. Oh. Shit. Well, Zachariah, you'd better have a cup of coffee and tell me all about it. You can call me Z. Wow. You really are a detective, huh? Mm, I get by. Now, what exactly is something? <sighs> I have no idea. So, not debt collectors or an ex-boyfriend, then? This isn't a joke. It's a defense mechanism, and you're making me very nervous. You're nervous. Imagine how I feel. Jack, I'm being stalked. There isn't another way to describe it. I don't know what it is, or what it looks like, or what it wants, but whenever I think I'm safe, it finds me. It's been this way as long as I can remember. And I'm running out of ideas. As long as you can remember. Like, since you were a kid? Yeah. For a long time, I didn't think it was dangerous. Just weird. But now, it wants to hurt me. And I can't figure out how to make it stop. Okay, look. Don't take this like I don't believe you, okay? But I gotta understand. You're saying it. And I'm guessing you don't mean an evil alien clown. If it's not something you see, then how do you know it's following you? You ever get that feeling where you know you're being watched even though you're totally alone? It's like that. But with intention. With intelligence. When I was little, I thought maybe everyone felt that way sometimes. I was kind of a lonely kid, I guess. So sometimes it was comforting. But things would happen around me. Sometimes benign, sometimes not. Windows shattering, people complaining about a sudden draft. I was halfway through the read-along part of my own bar mitzvah when every single candle in the building lit up all at once and then blew out. Please tell me there's not an old rabbi who tried to perform an exorcism and failed in this story. That might have helped. I don't know. Why are you asking for help now? Well, there wasn't a detective like you here before now. And it's happening more often. A few years ago, I thought it had stopped. I went months without it, and I thought I was free. But... The night I crashed the delivery car, it surprised me. I'd gotten some family news. I let my guard down. I felt it grab my hands and pull them off of the steering wheel, and I felt it wrap around my throat. I slammed on the brake, and the car went into a tree. I told Mr. Bryant a deer had jumped into the road in front of me. I don't think he believed me. After that, it broke all the windows in my bedroom. Then it knocked over shelves in the basement of the paper and almost burned the place down. I managed to stop it, and and then it strangled the neighbor's cat. 
I feel it almost all the time now. I can give myself time or space if I'm fast or clever, but it never lasts long. This entity, you've never seen it? Sometimes I come close, in the corner of my eye. It's a feeling, and I know... I know I'm not alone. It's found me. I'm sorry, I, I, I have to go. Hey! Wait! What the hell? <sighs> what in the steaming, twice-baked hell was that? A few horror stories and some episodes of The X-Files came to mind as I swept up the glass in my office and debated what to do next. There was something about that insidious fear of not being alone, always being watched with no way to escape. But <laughs> metaphors and feelings don't shatter windows. I needed more information. The Superstition Public Library was starting to feel like a second home to me, which was pretty bizarre. I had to resist the urge to give myself a noogie and call myself a nerd when I knocked on Jenny's office door. She was in, and she had company. To my surprise, both Malay sisters were sitting in Jenny's crammed office, having lunch together. Kate Malay, early 20s, chipper as hell, with a new super short haircut and glittery eyeliner, came across being no worse for wear considering her recent close call with ritualistic human sacrifice. I had the feeling that was mostly an act, though. Takes one to know one. Jenny had removed the photo of her uncle from her desk, I noticed. They were both immediately interested in my predicament and, surprisingly, jumped to my aid. You really think you can find something? We can try. Come on, this is the archives. This place is huge. It's where we store anything that's fragile, or that we don't know what else to do with. You guys don't have the heebie-jeebies down here? Mm, it's not exactly relaxing. Why? Girl psychic, are you picking up a broadcast from Radio City Horror? Hey, the radio station in town isn't that bad, Jack. It's not like tuning a dial. If it was, I'd choose to turn it off when I'm trying to sleep. You know enough about it to know how it works? I just know what I feel. Did you ever notice it? Before good old Uncle Simon? In a way. I assumed it was intuition, but I'm revising my theory. We'll have to play this card game. Library voices? Don't be such a square. There's nobody else down here! We have to set a good example. <laughs> A good example for what? Shh. Now, let's see what we can find. How do you find anything down here? There's a trick to it. Wait here. So, uh, how are you doing after all that? Oh, oh, fine, you know. How are you doing? Fine. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a wicked scar, at least? Uh, it's not as sick as I'd hoped, honestly. Maybe I should draw some stitches on it in eyeliner. I'll help if you want. Hey, so... 
a question for you. Yeah, they are natural. Thanks. Uh, you, uh, you, you're into women and stuff. I mean, you and Isabella? I am, as you so put it, into women and stuff. And into Isabella. But not exclusively, or... I'm bisexual. Means I'm into women. And men. And Isabella. How did you know that? Like, how did you know that? Like, all right. I have a couple of ideas here. You ready? Uh, that's a big stack of books. All right, hit me. I didn't have any immediate results looking for ghosts or specters that just follow people from place to place, so I focused on anything that surprises people when they're vulnerable or alone. Jesus, Jen, that was fast. In Alabama, there's a legend about a specter named Huggin' Molly. She comes to children after dark to squeeze them and scream in their ears, but she's never actually harmed anybody. Well, the person in question isn't a child anymore, uh, despite the fact that he's a paper boy. Or the Pope Lick Monster? Uh, those are just my weekend plans. It's a goat-man hybrid from Kentucky. Supposedly, it uses hypnosis to lead its victims to their demise. Now, I would have seen something like that. But make sure you tell Officer Madrazo about it for me. Tom and I have lots of other things to talk about, thanks. I know you do. Don't think I didn't notice his car in the driveway when I left this morning. Jen, details, now! What about a doppelganger? A non-biological lookalike that functions as an omen of upcoming woe? It says here they're known to follow their victims until they impart the message. Are they invisible? You really didn't see anything? Nope. It rattled the doors, shook the walls, broke a window. A poltergeist? Well, there was something about a poltergeist in Sam St. James's journal. Okay, but I thought poltergeists were specific to places, not people. <laughs> Boy, I hope nobody is recording this conversation. Welcome to your life, Jack. I'll see what else I can find and put together a file for you. <gasps> a dossier? And I'll let you know if I notice anything strange. You two should consider hiring out your services. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. There's a trick to finding someone who doesn't want to be found. It involves asking the right person where they might be. Someone who likes gossip and getting into other people's business. Someone who, no matter what you do, will not leave well enough alone. Jack St. James. What a pleasant surprise. To what do I owe the honor? Something I can do for you? In superstition, that person is Duncan O'Connell Bryant. He edits the newspaper. But really... He trades in secrets. Please, tell me you've got something for my front page today. The most exciting thing happening in this town is tennis. You know how I feel about tennis. Hiya, Duncan. I'm looking for your haunted paper boy. You seen him? Mr. Zabinski has not come in today. I've been laboring under the impression that he quit, actually. Yeah, not so much. He's a little... Troubled, more like. Hmm. What kind of trouble could you mean? Uh, attorney-client privileges? He came to see you. Very interesting indeed. 
I was hoping he might. Should I be surprised that you're not surprised? You should know by now that I take great pains to never be caught off guard. Also, I might have suggested it to him. Did he give you any specifics? Nothing like that. He simply looked like he was troubled. More so than usual, I should say. He has a difficult family, I understand. But I suspected it was the kind of trouble a detective might be able to solve. Was I right? Mm, need to find the little fucker first. He showed up out of nowhere and then took off like a shot. If I see him, I'll give you a call. Please do. How are things otherwise? You've healed well? Any developments with our mutual friend, Isabella? <sighs> Certain you don't have anything for the front page of my paper? Not today. You could just keep writing about Leo Black's disappearance, though. Think it's done any good printing his photo in color? <laughs> Time will tell. You, you don't think that scares people? Printing a transcript of what was in the video file I found? A prank, I understand. He's a practical joker. And my brother was very irritated that I printed it. Oh, your brother. Right. <sighs> well, let me know if Z... Now, what was that sound? Your husband back there? He's at a conference in Des Moines. Nobody here but us chickens. Then maybe you've got an unexpected visitor. Why don't you just stay here and I'll... Interrogate the back staircase? Aggressively. I don't appreciate trespassers in my office. Lead the way. Mr. Bryant? Hi, Jack. How's it going? Well, this is unusual. When I wish you to report to work on time, you fail to. And when I expect nobody else to be in the office, here you are. And here I go. I'm just leaving. Okay, ho hold on. I've been hunting all over for you. I've got a few ideas, and Jenny Malay at the library has put together a whole damn dossier. You're really trying to help me? Said I would, right? I... I can't. It, there's no time. It's gotten worse, and I don't know how long until... It catches up. I can see how this would get really old really fast. What is it? That doesn't matter right now. I just have to get out of here before... Maybe don't say that out loud! Causes trouble? Oh, for fuck's sake. Duncan, get down! Oh, my cabinetry is moving by itself. Do you have something to do with this, Mr. Zabinski? Where is my camera? Not the time! There is no better time, my dear. Mr. Bryant! Mr. Bryant, are you alright? You're bleeding. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, quite fine. Just a falling cabinet. Would you try and get a photo for the front page? It's invisible, you twit. Exactly. Nobody has ever put an invisible entity above the fold, I'm sure. Just you and the National Enquirer. Oh no, you little shit, get back here! Duncan, keep yourself safe. I plan to observe from in here. 
Turn around! I have to get out of here. Where are my car keys? Oh, looks like they're right here. Uh, in my hand. <laughs> what a coinkydink. Yeah, I'm coming with you. Give them back. You can't figure out how to stop that thing if you're dead. I don't have time to argue with you. Get in the car before my personal nightmare completely obliterates the only press in the state of Arizona to put invisible entities above the fold, and I lose my job. Ooh, your priorities are all over the place, buddy. We have to get out of town. Fast. Before it hurts anybody. Do you feel it? It's angry. I'm probably a faster driver. Yeah. Good call. Jack, it's getting closer. I can feel it against the door. I'm trying. We're in the middle of town and the cops around here are assholes. I'm not kidding. You need to keep going or let me get out and I'll find somewhere to hide and... Hell no! Look, this is real, documentable, supernatural phenomena. I saw it bust the windows of the paper and those fire hydrants. But it follows rules. It had to break down the door to get through. Do you see anything? There's nothing to see. It's like there's a cloud descending over the street. Everything's Look, gone this gray. This is going to sound uh, like the wrong time for this question. Get out of the way, asshole! This is an emergency! Uh, look, I've been trying to figure out what it is. A poltergeist, a natural disaster, something out of a movie you saw as a kid. What? What are you most afraid of in the whole entire world? That thing. And also, maybe you crashing this car. I don't mean at this moment. I mean in your life. What is it down at the bottom of your being that makes you so frightened you vomit and that you're so secretly certain is real? I... I don't know. I... I mean, it's... Jack. Jack? Me? I mean, ugh, I know I'm kind of a reckless driver, but that seems a little extreme. There's something coming in through the air vents. I can feel what? it. I can see it. It's here. It's all around us. Ugh, no, it's under the car. I, I just hit something. everywhere. We have to I get out of the anything. car. Stay on the road! We're going too fast! I can't steer it! It's got the wheel! <laughs> Holy fuck, Bucks. Jack, we are up to our ears in shit, and we have to go right now. You! Whatever the fuck you are! You got ears, right? Are you crazy? We have to go! Maybe I am! Aren't you tired of running? I'm kind of tired of running. No, I'm not. I really like it. I'm good at it, even. I'll run from anything, Jack. What the hell is wrong with you? You're making this nice guy's life a living hell. Yeah, you! Whatever you are. And I want you to come down here and explain your game to me, because I've had it up to here with you! <laughs> I sat up, painfully. I'd landed on my wrist, and it hurt bad. The kind of hurt that wasn't going to go away in an hour or two. The street was blanketed in gray. Shapes were indistinct and ominous. I could feel it now. A heavy cold. Something strange and old and hard to describe. 
invisible, but present and malevolent. Whatever it was, it didn't want me here, because I was in the way, between it and what it really wanted. Zachariah looked very small, standing by himself in the middle of the street. Stunned, I guess, watching me get tossed through the air like a ragdoll, and with his own fear. And then he moved, and he did something odd. Z said something, three words, and he spit three times on the ground. I was too far away to hear him, but I could imagine the sound. I knew the words. An old memory, buried deep, the kind you don't think about. My grandmother, my mother's mom, about four feet tall with a face like an apple who swore more often in Yiddish than English and drove like a demon. She died when I'd been about seven. And I remembered her when I was very small. I don't know where or when exactly the memory came from, but I recalled her voice. She'll grow up to be as smart as her mother, she'd said, and as kind as her father. Kainahora. And suddenly, a bunch of things started making sense. Uh, 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 I guess I asked for that. Oh, fuck. Are you alright? Packs quite a punch, that thing. Stay still. Don't move. Believe me now? Never doubted you. I suppose not. What's it doing? I don't know. It's waiting for what I'll do next. You see? It'll never let me go. Never let me just live. Zachariah, I know you're scared. I'm not exactly skipping through daisies right now. But whatever that thing is, it's personal for you somehow. And I think it's about fear. So, I know this is hard. How could you possibly know how I feel? I've been trying so hard to keep everyone else around me safe. To keep myself safe. And you fly in here like you're on the hunt for your lost fucks and you just expect me to... I don't know what else to do other than run from it. You could try warding off the evil eye again. You saw that. Don't make fun of it. It's family stuff, you know? Yeah, I know. It was something my grandmother did. Throw a ward up against the evil eye when you make a wish for the future, just in case something bad is listening. It always comes back to me when I'm scared. I don't think it's done me much good, though. I'm... It always comes back to me when I'm scared. I don't think it's done me much good. I know, but you gotta try something, because I need your help. <sighs> Wait. Wait. First, I think I've got an answer to your earlier question. You do? I remember the first time I felt it. I was very small. A kid, you know? Four or five. I spent a lot of time alone as a kid. Didn't think that was unusual until I was older. My father was difficult and mom was busy. I remember... I was in our yard by myself. Digging in the weeds. It was hot. I'd been sent out there to get out of someone's hair, and I was alone, but then... I wasn't. I, I couldn't be. Because I was afraid. 
I was so scared to turn around because I knew something was behind me. I wanted to stop digging through the dirt and the weeds and run back inside, but I, I couldn't. When you feel like that, I think your mind wants a reason. I wanted to see something horrible, something twisted and bleeding, to explain the fear. But I turned around and there was nothing there. I was all alone, just me and the sweat coming off my forehead and the sky. After that, I never really felt alone again. But something changed. It started hurting you. What? My car! Got it! No time! Listen! I need you to distract it! That's a terrible idea! Why? Because I really need to call Jenny and I'm down a hand! You have to make a phone call? Now? Yes! Because I think I know what that thing is! Jenny Malay, Superstition Public Live. Oh, thank fuck. Jack? What? Calm down. Why are you yelling? Because I just got in a car wreck, and I think my wrist is broken, and I'm being attacked by a demon, and I only have so much time until everything gets worse, that's why. Oh. Sure. Uh, can I help you with something? I need you to find me everything you can about masochins, and I need you to do it really, really fast. Is that a cocktail? Jewish demon. Not the kind that gets scared by booze. They're invisible, and they cause trouble. I don't know, my knowledge of Talmudic demon lore from a decade ago is pretty shaky when I'm panicking! Jewish demonology. I'm sure I have something. Uh, Jack, hold on. I'm going as fast as I can. <clears throat> Hopefully you can hear me up in my office. I don't know how you work exactly, or what kind of rules you follow. Maybe you're a demon of some kind. Uh, a book demon. But it seems to be an emergency, the kind only a library can address. Who the hell are you talking to? Shh, now I'm concentrating. Did you hear what she said? Is there anything you can do? No other library is as fast or as precise. I was hoping you'd just Google something for me. I thought so. Jack, are you ready? Do you have something to write this? Just start talking. In Jewish mythology, Mazakin, sometimes Mazakim, or Mazakin, are invisible demons that cause anything from minor annoyances to greater dangers. In the Talmud, the term is understood to mean some kind of harmful, invisible demon that someone might encounter in daily life. Where in the Talmud? What? You said it's in the Talmud, but that's like saying a fish is in the ocean. Do you have time for that conversation? The term is used sometimes to talk about destructive spirits of the dead, but may also mean destructive spirits created on the eve of the last day of creation in the biblical story of Genesis. While not as dangerous as a dibuk, nor as prone to possessing people- So it's either an angry dead demon, or an angry old demon. Great! The literal translation is damagers, or something more like those who harm. How the hell do I stop it? And I know all the stuff about locking them in houses and washing your hands. This lore seems to assume coexistence. They only become dangerous if they're angry. This one's angry! Uh, avoid fields, shadows, nut trees, newly built houses. If it's in your home or on your land, move away, or find a way to live with them. That's not helpful! 
They stay out of older homes with healthy, happy histories, and they may reveal the future if they think you're worthy. Wait, wait, wait. Happy histories? That's what it says. Maybe some salt? Not that kind of demon. Jenny, thanks. Wait, what are you going to do? Jack? Uh, I'm gonna wing it. You ever get the feeling like something bad's going to happen? Only every single fucking time I have to talk to you. How do you make yourself stop believing in something? Faith is a heady concept. It makes me nervous. Knowing something, that I understand. Wanting something, even better. But believing in it? You know, I don't really think saying something in Yiddish and spitting three times will put up a barrier against the bad spirits in the air that are just waiting for you to say something good so they can ruin it. It would be nice if that was the only reason for my bad luck. But I'd do it anyway. That's a hard thing to shake if you really mean it. It's so fragile, but it can be the most powerful thing in the world. It defies reason and logic, time and circumstance, even when you know it harms you. How do you even begin to tell yourself otherwise? I'm back, and nothing's on fire. Uh, What the hell did you do? I think we're having a bit of a standoff, Old West style. Oh, uh, super. What the hell does that mean? Hold it, that if it goes after you, I'll jump in front of a car. Really horrific game of chicken. Please, tell me you found something else. Jesus. Uh, it's a demon. Loosely, a mazikin. Ring a bell? Doesn't that mean just demon in general? I remember... They inhabit places. They don't possess people. They chase people out of new homes, and they avoid happy histories. Does that sound like you? Happy histories? Frankly, I'm surprised this one hasn't adopted me. But you're talking about old, old Jewish folklore. That stuff's not real. I barely follow along with the the actual religious holidays and stuff. I don't believe in that. I don't... I always love those stories best, as a little kid. The ones where the rational, ritualistic stuff tipped into superstition. My mom always told them to us. She said they were stories people sometimes wanted to forget because they were worried about fitting in, not sticking out. So the horror and the ghosts and the weird and the irrational, it got left behind. You ever get told stories like that? I always hated them. That's what I thought. I think I'm ready to tell you. I don't really talk about it. Kid, I got loads of shit I don't talk about. Want me to go first? I think my mom's kind of a dick, but she's been missing for a decade, so that's not the kind of thing I can think without getting crucified. Yeah, you got some baggage. (laughs) Just a little. So, when the demon got violent, what changed? (laughs) Demon. Yeah. My father died. It was sudden, but not unexpected. By the time I left high school, we weren't close. But I hadn't expected him to just... be gone. 
Just like that. Massive heart attack. No warning at all. Uh, I'm sorry. Don't be. I wasn't. He wasn't a good person. Made my life miserable, mostly. So, it was a relief. But then, this started happening. And it wasn't anymore. Which makes me think... You've got something. Maybe you had the right idea. Talking to it. Stay here. And you might want to ward off the evil eye again. Why? Because I think we're running out of time to figure this out. And I'm not sure if I can. But I know what I have to do in order to try. <sighs> All right. Kind of horror! You can hear me, can't you, demon? Whatever you are, it's time to make this stop. You're trying to make me scared. I am. It's working. But that's not new for me. I was scared for a long time, just living. And you felt that, because you were there. Happy histories, not so much. But then... The reason why I was so afraid was gone. Dad kicked it. I wasn't even that torn up about it. But I'm so used to being afraid, aren't I? I almost wanted something to be scared of because I don't really know how to live without it. And you felt that. Maybe you thought you were doing me a favor. The human psyche is a real piece of fucking work. Aren't you tired of it though? I am. I can't promise that I'm going to stop being scared. That's not how it works. But I'm sick of this. Maybe Jack's right. I should be tired of running. I am. You hear me? I am! So I'm standing up to you. Because this isn't just me. You're hurting and scaring other people. And I am so tired of always looking over my shoulder. I've had enough! Haven't you? See, Zachariah, you with me? I, I think so. Ah, my head. Yeah, you took quite a fall there. Uh, how many fingers am I holding up? Just the middle one. Is it gone? No. No. I still feel it, but it's not... It's not angry. I don't think it wants to hurt anyone now. Everything feels... still. I hope so. Yeah. Me too. You did good, kid. Whatever you did. I think... I think I got mad. Kind of forgot how good it feels to just get pissed sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it does, doesn't it? We should probably call the police now. You're bleeding on my new jacket. <laughs> yeah, you don't look so great yourself. We are quite a pair. Jack? Yeah. You're a real mensch. <laughs> you too. And can I say... It's nice to hear that out of the mouth of someone who knows what it means. 
I know, right? Everyone and their mom knows three words of Hebrew when it's convenient. Shabbat shalom up yours, asshole. Try harder. <laughs> yeah, like that. Jack St. James. When my brother called to report streetlights spontaneously exploding outside his office, I wasn't exactly expecting you. Somehow, I'm not surprised. Captain O'Connell, we've got to stop meeting like this. Mark, there you are. When I said urgently, I did mean right away. Not after you were finished your afternoon walk. Where is my paper boy? Mr. Zabinski is on his way to the hospital. He's in shock, I believe. Where you should be, Jack. You too, Duncan. Why is your head bleeding? Oh, I hit it on a cabinet. Clumsy me. It's not serious. Don't fuss. <sighs> this isn't exactly what I expected to be dealing with today. I can't even start counting the monetary value of all this damage. Street lights, fire hydrants, all the glass on the street shattered. Did I miss an earthquake on my lunch break? Oh, right. I haven't eaten lunch today. Yeah, not exactly an earthquake. I need to take your statement. Duncan, you too. Don't wander off. I know how you like to slip out of these things. It's not going to make any sense. Try me. Uh, uh, a mazikin? A kind of demon? Jewish folklore? tried really hard to drop a car on top of Zachariah Zabinski. Fascinating. A car. A demon. You sure you didn't hit your head? You asked. Where is it now? You may not ask a demon for an interview, Duncan. This stays out of the paper. Oh, I don't think so. Not this time. As far as I'm concerned, this was a water main break. Water main breaks don't target my employees. Nobody said anything about Mr. Zabinski. An unlucky bystander, wouldn't you say? Do you think he'll agree? I'm sure when asked, he'll be very willing to provide a quote for tomorrow's- You will not harass witnesses, and you will not show up in that hospital waving your press credentials around like some kind of- Ha! That's infringing on the freedom of the press. You're obstructing the people's right for a free and open channel of communication. Oh, I'll show you obstruction, you little... Okay! That is enough of that! You absolute jackweeds! Are you children? You're both grown-ass men and business owners and cops and shit. Ow! Ugh! My wrist... After everything that's happened today, this is what you're arguing about? Huh? Perhaps... Perhaps you caught us at a bad moment, I admit. But it's important. All this property damage, people will ask questions, and I have to have answers for them that make sense. People deserve real answers, Mark. Not half-truths and sorry police business. Oh, and you'll provide them, on your terms, the way you want, objective and unbiased, my ass. Oh my god, is this what it feels like for everyone in my life when I paddle myself up a creek of assholery? 
<sighs> Is this what you two do every time? Someone gets carted off to the hospital for shock and you stand in the street and arm wrestle? Or do you flip a coin when that gets old? Don't be melodramatic, my dear. Oh, that is rich coming from you. She has a point. Don't you start. Either of you. You, Captain, you just want this whole mess swept under a rug and buried in a filing cabinet somewhere until it's forgotten. So nobody worries. And you, Duncan, always seem to know a lot more than you let on about anything long before it happens. And stuck in the middle is that poor kid who's been scared to death with nobody to ask for help. So, can it. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. Until you, anyway. What? He didn't have anyone to ask until you. <laughs> and I miss the course in crisis management. See, usually I'm the one creating one. We barely came out of that alive. <laughs> but I guess if I'd been stuck between Captain Modern Major General and J. Jonah Jameson over here, maybe I'd have asked for my help too. Jack, we should get you to the hospital. I'll call a cab. Don't be ridiculous. I'll drive you. Come on. <sighs> Fine. But don't speak. And I get to pick the music. What do you remember most about being a kid? Being scared, right, I said that. But I'd been scared plenty as a grown woman, too, in lots of different ways. Twelve-year-olds don't have a monopoly on that. Maybe it feels different the further away you get from worlds of impossible make-believe. So, what do you remember? I remember my dad's voice the specific timbre I'd recognize anywhere. He had a big, deep voice, my dad. When he laughed, you could feel it in your bones. It fit him like a well-worn sweater. El St. James had a big beard and a deep voice. He liked jokes, and he always made me feel safe. And that's what I'd give anything to be able to feel again. That safety. Something I never had to question. When I was afraid, when I had a problem I couldn't solve, a puzzle I couldn't untangle, my dad was always there. I know that means I'm lucky, relatively speaking anyway, and it also means I learned yet another lesson the really hard way. When you're small and you're scared, it's the adults around you who are supposed to know what to do. Kids aren't supposed to question that. Your parents, your teachers, your big brother, librarians and cops and school principals and the guy who held the crosswalk sign on your street, they were supposed to know how to handle it, your fear. And when you realize that you can't trust them, that you shouldn't, that you're really just all on your own, well, I stopped feeling like a kid pretty fast after that. Thank you for listening to Superstition. 
Those Who Harm stars Kira Apple as Jack, Ryan James Horner as Zachariah, Amanda Rainey as Kate, Natalie Hunter as Jenny, Dallas Munio as Duncan, and Nathan Comstock as Captain O'Connell. It was written and edited by Sarah Kolb. Thank you for listening to this episode, and we at Superstition are wishing you a happy Hanukkah, a Merry Christmas, and a warm and bright or dark and ominous holiday season, whatever you like best. If you enjoyed this episode, or if you need to tell us about the demonic entity that is following you from place to place, we're on Twitter at Pod Superstition, or you can rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks for listening.